Welcome to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. I hope that this program finds you blessed, and I hope that the Lord will uh, provide for all your needs, you know, and I hope that if you feel like you're not blessed, then, uh, then I pray that the Lord would show you your blessings, you know, if you belong to Him. Uh, today, we were going to be reading from Mark chapter 3. Uh, I, we're going to be dealing with a subject which... Uh, quite frankly, has frightened a lot of Christians over the centuries, and uh, I think it's something that doesn't get the understanding and the attention that uh, it deserves. It's the subject of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to try to see what this is and uh, who did it, you know, and under what circumstances, etc., you know, and all that stuff. Uh, This subject uh, is honestly a fear that I've dealt with pretty intensely on my own and it is I think the one fear that can drag a Christian down it can keep the Christian from living the life that they're supposed to and so we're going to go ahead and go to Mark chapter 3 we're going to go from verses 22 through 30 and uh Jesus had done some healing on the Sabbath, you know, and uh, the people, the religious people were not happy about it. Uh, So, you know, starting in verse 22, And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. In other words, they were saying that he was doing this by the power of Satan. Verse 23, So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He he said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. You know, and that is the passage that we will be uh, studying. I realize I I went over uh, three verses there, but uh, that's okay. The more word, the better, you know. Um, So, you know, Jesus told them, verses 23 through 24, Jesus told them that their, you know, how senseless their statement was. Satan will not divide his kingdom. That it, it works against his, it would work against his interest for him to cast out his own forces. Verses twenty-five through twenty-six. Satan cannot function with a divided kingdom, as we've just seen. So he will not attack himself. You know, he wants to oppose Christ. He wants to oppose Christ at every turn. He's not going to will, he's not going to willingly let go of somebody or stop his activity. You know, to uh, you know, excuse me, he's not going to stop what he's doing. He has to be made to stop. He's not going to do it on his own. 
verse 27. Here, Jesus, you know, Jesus asserts his power over Satan. You know, Jesus is the strong man. Or excuse me, he is the one who is stronger. He will bind the strong man who is Satan. So Jesus really is, you know, he's not just a strong man. He's the all-powerful Superman. He binds up Satan. Satan has no power compared to Christ. And he can, you know, and Satan, you know, Satan, he can bind him up and cast him out, which he will do um, in the end, cast into the lake of fire. He will cast him away forever. 28 through 29. Jesus cuts to the heart of their problem when he tells them that they are in danger of eternal damnation due to their unbelief. Uh, we should note he says they are in danger of damnation, meaning uh, they had not crossed that line yet. All sins shall be forgiven except the one sin that keeps sin from being forgiven, and that is the sin of unbelief. And I think it's also important to note that all manner of sin shall be forgiven except for this one. Uh, even a temporary uh, denial of Christ is forgiven. Murder, rape, blasphemy, cursing, all of these are forgiven. You know, all sin except for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is forgiven. And it, this happened the moment you accepted Christ and were baptized with the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you see, it's like the whole. It's like having, uh, a, you know, holy water, uh, being poured over your soul. It's like your heart is totally washed away and cleansed of sin. That is what happens when you accept Jesus Christ. Now the Pharisees, what they did, they saw Christ in the full flesh, acting, in his true role as God. He was casting out demons. He was healing people. They saw this direct 100% confirmation of his godhood in, right in front of them, and they still hardened their hearts, saying that it was not God doing this. They were saying that Satan was doing this. Jesus told them that their unbelief was putting them in danger of eternal damnation. Now, later on, you know, who knows, maybe some of these Pharisees uh, decided to come to Christ. The Bible doesn't say. Uh, the only Pharisee that I know of that was uh, uh, repentant that came to Christ was Nicodemus. You know, he, he came to Christ. He did so by night, but he still came to Christ. Now, technically speaking, you know, the... Uh, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, technically speaking, as it is described here, was done by the Pharisees and other people who saw Jesus do these things personally and accused him of casting out demons by the power of Satan. That technically is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, but when you get to the root of it, their sin was unbelief. Unbelief is... Uh, one very good way to sum up blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When somebody with full direct revelation of who Jesus Christ is rejects that revelation and decides not to accept him, 
once they cross the line, they have committed blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It's too late for them. You know, their heart is either hardened past that point, you know, past the point to where they can, um, to where, you know, it's hardened past the point to where they can um, uh, accept him or they've died, you know, so they have no chances, they have no more chances for uh, repentance. Now, the question is, can a Christian commit the sin of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? And if you turn to Hebrews 10, for somewhere between verses 10 and 14, you will see that the Bible tells us that Jesus died one time for all sin. You know, he's not going to die again. He's not going to die uh, every time you sin. And he has perfected by one sacrifice forever those who are or, or, or are being sanctified. So your sin, you know, which, you know, there are some horrible sins that Christians can commit. You know, there's, you know, people cheat on their wives, you know, their husbands. They might even kill somebody. Uh, they might even do what Peter did, which I've done before, and denied Christ and said, you know, and kind of basically said, hey, I quit. Um, but, you know, like, hey, in Peter's case, Peter's faith was true and genuine. And so his denial was met by Peter with true and sorrowful repentance. And so Peter did not commit the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. David did not commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Um, they all committed horrible sins, yes, but these sins were forgiven. They were wiped away. They still suffered bad consequences for their sin, yes, but they were forgiven. And I think a true indicator of whether or not somebody has committed this sin is, you know, that they're afraid of it. I've always heard it said that if you're afraid that you've committed this sin, then that's pretty clear evidence that you have, in fact, not committed it. Because a person who has committed it, their heart would be totally and completely shut off from uh, conviction. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't care about it. And I know that there is a passage in the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 10, 26 through 31, that a lot of people uh, read and they think, oh, I've this is talking about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Personally, I'm of the opinion that um, you know a Christian... Uh, you know, that passage is talking about Christians. Uh, a Christian, when they know that they have not lived their life the way that the Lord warned them to, they're, you know, they're not going to be too thrilled to have to go uh, see him. And so I think that's what it's talking about. Like when they know that they've lived their lives uh, in a uh, manner or knowingly lived in the manner that uh, he does not approve of. Excuse me. Then, you know, the Lord is going to show them no mercy. He's uh, He's going to rebuke them. I think it's like the uh, uh, the stewards in uh, Luke twelve, around Luke twelve forty six. 
you know, they're going to be met with a harsh rebuke because of the choices that they made. Now, this is not blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because they are still under the blood of Christ. Their sin is forgiven. But, you know, the people who uh, commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, all their sin is still with them. And so they have no forgiveness, uh, either, uh, either uh, now in Jesus' in Jesus' time, in our time, or in the world to come. The thing is, in the world to come, there's still going to be sin when Christ reigns on this earth. There's still going to be sin, and people will still have to accept or reject him. You know, so uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is something that has gone on. Uh, at least ever since uh, Jesus' time. And so it's not, uh, you know, people dealing with the fear of committing this sin, it's not a new fear. And it's, uh, you know, it is a horrible fear. And I think it's something that the devil will try to use to keep you down. If you're afraid that you've committed this sin... Remember his mercy, you know, remember the story of Peter. Peter cried bitterly over what he did, you know, and yet he still wound up going on to do great and wonderful things for Jesus. So, if you're Peter, you still have something, you know, the Lord still has work for you to do. So, remember that. Um, so, you know, we're not going to bother with those last three verses there, but... Uh, I can't stress this enough that unbelief is the sin, the one sin, the only sin that will send you to eternity away from God. All these other sins will be forgiven if you repent from your unbelief. Don't harden your heart and reject Christ. You know, all these other sins, homosexuality, lying, adultery, murder, blasphemy, you know, speaking, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm talking about speaking things against Jesus or using G, the GD word or whatever, you know, or saying the Lord, you know, otherwise saying the Lord's name in vain. Say, you know, all this stuff is forgiven. Don't let it weigh you down. You know, I know it's hard. I've dealt with it myself. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is a very serious uh, sin, and that's why that is how the devil, I believe, is able to use it as such a heavy weapon because he knows that he can club people in the head with it and beat them down. That's not what Jesus wants for us, people. He wants for us to put on the armor of God and engage in the spiritual warfare that we are involved in. Don't let the devil get you down with fear. You know, don't let him get you down with fear. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, end this program today. I want to say a prayer. You know, Father, if there's people who are, who are listening to this, they're plagued by this fear of, you know, they think they've committed this uh you know, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
I pray that your spirit would visit them, speak to them, you know, and show them that you do in fact still love them and that they are still yours. And I pray that if anybody is out there who uh, is on the verge of committing the sin, then I pray that you would uh, speak to them and that they would open their eyes and accept you rather than commit that sin and be damned for all eternity. So, you know, Lord, I, I, I pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.